0: Hello and a really warm welcome to The Caterpod, which is our allotment's very own podcast. Uh, Hopefully over the uh, series you'll hear something interesting from interesting people and maybe learn something that maybe you weren't even aware of before or even get inspired to uh, try something new on your plot. The podcasts are for you so if you think that something ought to be in here or you know of an interesting story, an intriguing story please let me know, you can contact me uh, by the contact form on the KATA website kenworthallotments.org Right, in this episode uh, we delve into the inner workings of the trading shed, meet some rather lovely feathered ladies at Spring Lane and get some top tips for jobs that you could be doing on your plot over the coming weeks before the winter gets really set in. So, Press the pause button, make yourself a cuppa, and let's get podding! Right, well the trading shed at Odyborne has been helping plot holders since it was built in about 2006, Uh, and as I found out on a recent rainy Saturday morning, it's been doing an awful lot more to help allotmenters garden with more consideration for the environment than at first you might imagine. (laughs) and I'm here with uh, Trudy and Paula. Um, I think actually quite a lot of people don't realise that everybody that does this is a volunteer aren't they?
1: They are volunteers um, and we've got a a collective of about 14.
0: How does the volunteering system work? What would you, if you wanted to help out in the shed, what would you have to do?
1: Okay so um, you let us know that you want to volunteer and um, we buddy you up with either one of us or somebody that um, has done the shop before um and the volunteers normally do a shift about every eight weeks so about three or four throughout the year
0: and is there like flexibility if you're going on holiday or something can you swap
1: yeah 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 we um we've got a list of numbers for each other so we just swap between us and um if nobody can cover then we'll just sort of fill in somewhere
0: yeah yeah The shed's gone all technical this year, hasn't it? You know, because of lockdown and whatnot, you know, sort of...
1: uh... Yeah, so we tried to um, minimise the the handling of cash, obviously, because we couldn't get to the bank and everything else. We've talked about having um, the little uh, card reader for a little while, but there's some cost implications. Um, And obviously, at the beginning of lockdown, we reviewed the cost implications and we purchased... Um, a little square for £20. Um, now we have the ability to take card payments, um, which has been really, really good.
0: And can people pay for their rent and stuff like that at different times of the year with that as well? Yeah,
1: so we've been able to take rent using the cards, uh, the King Seed catalogue.
0: Oh, can they do that as well? Yeah, yeah. No way. Yeah,
2: all yeah? oh, yeah. right, okay. And
1: then we split everything from the produce, any donations you can pay on card as well now if you want to. Yeah making a donation for flowers or or any produce that you take
0: that was one thing i was thinking actually on my way down um what you know the money that like you get and in the uh not shop the yes. the, the, the trading shed um what does kata use it for
1: so we um we buy from wholesale and we put a small percentage of on to cover the cost of the electricity and um, the running of the shop shed and then any donations that we get goes towards maintenance, maintenance of site maintenance or it goes into projects that we might have so we're looking at the bridge we're looking at a new storage unit um we had a lean-to built out the back to cover all of the tables and chairs and all the bins so yeah they were just exposed to the elements all the way through the winter so now they're they're covered. Yeah. We've Had
2: a storage shed, so all of those things. Because the rent only really covers the basic running costs for the site, so things like the needed water, the rent we pay to the town council, um, and some basics. Well, I think we have to pay a fee to the National allotment yeah. Association. So the rent really only covers that type of thing. So any maintenance or project we have to raise the money for. Yeah. So we raise that through doing obviously open day and other things, but also the donations that we get for any of the recycling.
0: Yeah, cuz actually you, you do you're not just selling new stuff here, are you? Yeah. You actually sort of reusing things yeah. that otherwise yeah. might have been either thrown away or just forgotten about yeah. at the back of and a shed.
2: Tools, you know, anybody that's, you know, got spare tools and doesn't want them Recycle those through the trading shed, and actually this year we've have had a very good turnover of tools, um, and also local people have realised that we recycle um, things like tools. So actually, if they're downsizing, we've had people bring things, you know, when they've been downsizing, because they know that we'll recycle them rather than mm. throwing them away, which is which is excellent moving So.
0: You sold a lot of tools, didn't you, at the Open Day as, yeah, as no, well? No. Yeah. It
2: was hilarious, really, yeah. you know, watching people walking around with rapes and spades. And, they didn't yeah. know that they came <laughs> for. No, no. <laughs> it was like, oh, did I really come to buy one of those? Yeah. yeah. In did. Paula's
0: hands, you definitely yeah, did. Yes. Yeah, it was quite surprising,
2: really. I couldn't believe just how many tools got recycled on the Open
1: yeah. Day. But... We've also started Apple Pressing. We bought an Apple Press two years ago.
0: I'm gutted that you're not apple pressing today because I, I was hoping to do that, but it uh, it's a bit due
1: we- to the weather. <laughs> it's not <laughs> very pleasant, we is
0: it, today?
2: That we weren't going to do it. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, we've decided to press every Saturday that it's not chucking it down with rain. And um, again, we use fallers, um, we use people's apples that donate, they leave trays at the end of their plots for us to go and collect.
0: What do you do with all the juice?
1: Uh, people give donations for it and they take away
0: Well, even if they've not been pressing their own no, apples no. they can come and uh yeah. give yeah. a donation we for regular, like
2: regular a customers who come down to see what we've got yeah every, every weekend so and in we an
1: hour we usually do about 12 liters yeah.
0: goodness yeah. me that's a lot of apple juice yeah. isn't it yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: and then when all the um all the pulp's been squashed and squeezed and it gets put in a bin and taken to Spencer's Retreat to feed the pigs.
0: No way. I don't suppose you've had any uh, backhanders of pork, have you? No. No, uh, no, no, the, no.
1: The, pigs, <laughs> the pigs stay alive.
0: Oh, do they? Yeah. yeah? They're, um,
1: they're, it's a farm for kids with mm. special
2: needs. So.
0: No way. Gosh, yes, aren't so they lucky uh, porkers so, then? You know. Literally any... nothing
2: gets thrown
0: away. No. Even the squeak. Even
1: the <laughs> <laughs> sort of started reducing our plastic usage um and where we would normally bag dry goods up we've started using the four, li- four pint milk carton
0: i think that's a fantastic yeah. idea because they're just would, so numerous yeah. and yet they've got yeah. a handle yeah. for you yeah. to carry
1: and it keeps stuff dry keeps
0: it dry doesn't it yeah, yeah. It yeah. It and means, also for you it's standard yeah. quantities Absolutely. as well, means well people
1: would, bring them back yeah and we just fill back.
2: up from
0: so, the yeah. big bags yeah yeah. yeah yeah it means
2: that we're not using plastic bags for them um it's easier storage um, so that's been really useful. People just drop us down the four pint, and that was that. That suggestion actually came from one of the plot holders Yeah. because they were already doing that. Yeah. Um, so that was very useful. But then we've also got some wrapping outside um, that we, you know, obviously people still, you know, have plant pots. And although some of the uh, providers are starting to use, you know, plant pots that can be recycled, obviously there's still a lot of plant pots in the system yeah not so we basically have a racking system outside that you put your surplus plant pots on take and take the, the next time like come and help yourself if you need them for potting on whatever. so that's
0: really useful so again good recycling it's an excellent idea i think mm. that yeah yeah
2: so w- with our
1: reduction of plastic usage um one of our plot holders tenants has um, made some pallet seed trays so they're reusable year on year and um, you can make your own paper pots. Here's one I made earlier um, to fit in and you get 12 pots in each seed tray.
0: Is that how you while away the winter evenings? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, and you can find the instructions online, um, there is a printed sheet somewhere. Um, and then there's the big trucks which um, are used nice. for carrying. Yeah, they're very sturdy. Um they, God, they take are, aren't
0: they? Of
2: the black seed trays. Yeah.
0: So everything's been sort of done around either like yeah. how many pots it can yeah. fit or how many yeah. seed trays and standard, stack. standard um, sizes. Um they stuck
2: on top of each
0: other. Who's making nice. this? Nick Scafield, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, he's also made some um some troughs that's with legs, so they're about two foot tall. So if you've got anybody with just you know, sort of not being able to bend down or whatever then yeah. And he's done varying sizes in those. Mm-hmm. Um, it, we've got some more pallets coming this week that he's going to do two or three for us to sell on. Um, and he asks for nothing; he just um, so we put a reasonable price on them, or ask for a donation. Mm-hmm. So, um,
0: Something he just likes tinkering away with I yeah. suppose, isn't it? Yeah, they're very nice looking, very donation sturdy. Things like
2: screws and stuff like that. Yeah, we bless him. He was, you know, thought. running out of his own stuff. Running out of his own. So yeah. I mean, Donated in screws and other other bits but then the only other thing we, we've got which is quite useful um, for tenants that they might be interested in knowing is that you can hire uh, a mower and strimmer and a strimmer motivator uh, so you haven't got to go to the expense of buying them yourself as long as the trading shed is open um, then they can they just pay a, a basic higher charge um, they come already filled up with petrol or relevant fuel um, and they're good to go and all we ask is that they they come back by the time the Trading Shed is closing up. What a great facility,
0: I wonder if... What about the tea making facilities at the shed, I've heard they're a bit legendary, yeah? (laughs) And the kettle's always on. The kettle's always
2: on. <laughs> in fact, we're in advance for tomorrow. We filled it up in advance of tomorrow morning. <laughs> Is that so, anyway, as soon as you shot, get the noticed, shed door open. Right, have you noticed? We've got cups more already <laughs> washed for tomorrow and kettle filled. So you, you lunge towards it the kettle finished. after opening we're the shed door. Really that but we thought, if it's it down with rain again, then um, it it we're ready. <laughs>
0: Did you know that you're allowed to keep animals on your plot? At Spring Lane, we're lucky enough to have a beekeeper and a chicken keeper. So I went to socialise with the girls and Dave. So we're at 7B uh, Spring Lane at the moment, and I'm here and, uh, with Mims and Dave is somewhere around in the background somewhere. And Mims and Dave and her family have got chickens on their plot, which some of you might not know that you're actually allowed to have animals on your plot. <laughs> Um, So how long have you had them for MIMS? Um,
3: I think we've had them for about two years, two and a half years now, I think.
0: And where have you got them from? Are these rescue girls?
3: No, they're not rescues. They're from Cotswold Chickens. Um, Because we were novices, Mm -hmm. we thought sometimes expats need a lot of you know tender living care and a lot of looking after so Mm -hmm. we thought actually we'll just go for brand new ones to start now we're a bit more experienced i think we might look at look at
0: rescue ones in the future yeah um what sort of things went through your mind when you were thinking of getting chickens because obviously it's a big deal isn't it you know having a a living thing that's dependent on you so oh, what yeah. what did you think about and, and what did you try to find out before you plumped and, and bought some?
3: We did go on a course actually because yeah like you say it's it's a big commitment mm-hmm. um, and we didn't just want to kind of go into it blind so we went on a course just learnt all about the housing the feed you know how to treat them and ailments and that sort of thing so it wasn't you know intensive it wasn't a big deal mm-hmm. thing, but it was just nice to have a basis of knowledge um, yeah i take country smallholding magazine and i'm always reading
2: it
0: <laughs> it's lovely isn't it yeah things yeah and, you know, things to find while away about. the winter evenings reading on <laughs> yeah, one of those can't you? yeah definitely. Yeah. did you find the did you did you have to get permission from the allotments or did you did you ask or anything or did you just know yeah no,
3: well we sort of knew i think we'd read in our you know terms and conditions when we came that you could have chickens yeah but we did speak to chris and just sort of said you know do you think that would be okay and would anybody have any objections and Everybody seemed to be quite happy, as long as they were well looked after, you yeah.
0: know, it was fine. So. I think most people are really, they really like, yeah. you know, I think it's a lovely noise to hear, you know, when like they've laid an egg yeah. or, you know, we'll be yeah, sat in the conservatory and we we'll think, oh, there goes another egg, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, people do, they comment and they say, oh, you know, is it OK if we come up and see them? And
3: Yeah, yeah I think yeah. they're quite a nice addition, I think. Well,
0: I hope they are. Yeah, I think so. Do you have to make arrangements when you go on holiday? What do you do about, you know, because, again, yeah. they're dependent on, oh, on yeah. somebody. Yeah
3: yeah um normally it's not a problem because if we say to friends do you mind looking after the hens and you can have the eggs yeah yeah they're like oh yes definitely yeah. yes please no problem so now they're fine from that point of view we never go very far to yeah. be honest. Yeah. so no no but it's fine it's not a problem
0: well, have you collected the eggs today
3: i think that's what dave's doing Oh, can we go and have a look yeah yeah, 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 on, yeah. I'll, I'll
0: follow you because i know from uh i, I've, I must admit I, i've uh, actually looked after the hens a bit as well at times and it is rather nice when you get to uh, have a look in the nest box and see what they've been up to today. And they're Uh,
3: pretty good layers, we've got five and we normally have I think between two and five every day. Yeah.
0: Have they slowed down no. a bit at the moment with it coming towards winter? Yeah, now
3: that it's not quite so light and warm. Yeah, yeah they've slowed down a little
0: bit. But well, I suppose they've got to have a little yes. bit of time off, haven't yeah. they? You know. Oh, right, so there we, go. we nice. have got three today. So there are two pale brown ones and there's one that, what colour blue would you call that? It's.
3: Oh, I don't know, it's gorgeous, isn't it? I, it's I like Wedgwood. Yeah. A wedgewood well, blue. I would say duck egg, but then people duck, say egg, duck yeah. eggs aren't that yeah. colour. So no, I've know. never seen a duck egg
0: that colour. No, that <laughs> if is. that
3: an Annie Sloan paint, it would be duck egg blue. <laughs> How about that?
0: And it would be very expensive as well. It's the most beautiful blue colour. It's it a shame so that you weird, can't see it? this.
3: And it, that is from Tilly, so she's our smallest girl.
0: And what, do you know and what breed um, she is? What oh is she? Oh, gosh,
3: no. I mean, they're all hybrids. We did know at the time yeah. what they were sort of mixtures of, but I can't remember, to be honest. But she's that little white one, and uh, we call her Princess Tilly because, for a while, she just didn't want to lay. She said, oh no, I don't think she's I'll very do precious about like that. that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, yeah, an egg nearly every day. Yeah, so yeah. Those are her special little blue eggs.
0: So uh, the the color of the egg reveals who's being doing what, doesn't yeah,
3: it? Yeah, it does actually. Because Dusty, the big one, she's uh, she's what they politely call a dual-purpose bird. Right. So she's table and layers, <laughs> but we wouldn't eat her. But she lays what they call a blush egg. So it's kind of like a pinky. It's got a pinky hue on the shell. Yeah. So you can you can actually tell. I think that's Clover's egg. Right. So yeah, you can tell who which egg belongs to which girl. That's
0: lovely. (laughs) That's so nice. Uh, What sorts of things do they like as treats? I mean obviously they get like um, their standard rations uh, and they have have access to a lot of grit and stuff like that because they need that for their shells don't they? What do you give them as treats? Um, What do they like?
3: They love greens, they love, Joan gave us those nasturtiums, they love those. Really? Yeah they love nasturtiums. Because they're
0: supposed to be quite peppery aren't they? Yeah yeah. but
3: for some reason they like the leaves and the flowers. Um, you know, we cut them sort of the raspberry leaves and they get presents left. Some of the allotment holders will kind of pull, you know, spinach and broccoli and, or, yeah. you know, collies and things. And they leave them there for the girls. Oh, we have got presents. Yeah, yeah. They love greens. And then they do have a treat. Uh, we give them half a cup of stuff that they can scratch for. Yeah. They like to scratch, obviously. Um, and that's a mixture of kind of like dried fruit and cereals and that sort of thing. Um,
0: so it's like muesli for chicks, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it is yeah. really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you had to summarise to keep birds healthy, what what would be your like top tips for top chicks? Oh
3: my gosh, top tips. Um, just don't spoil them. So make sure they do have their layers of pellets because that that's got everything that they need to be healthy. People talk about giving them pasta and things, but just I don't yep. think that's you know. Yeah. Um, and light and warmth, they're quite mollycoddled as you can see. Yeah. You no know, drafts coming in here. But airy, space, light, yeah, and good food, and just treat them, you know, just love them a bit. And they're pets, really, aren't they? Yeah. But productive as well, they're productive, yeah, yeah. They're pets, so you've got to look after them. You've got to love them and just give them what they need.
0: Wonderful, so that, you heard that here first folks, that's Mim's top tips I'm such for top expert, chicks. i don't think, but anyway. <laughs> Thanks for talking to oh, us Mim's. It's been a pleasure. Bye yeah, to you. See you soon. Now just when I thought I'd finish with Mim's and her chicks, Dave came out with this little nugget.
4: Dave, you just let slip something about chickens ears. Yeah, when we were buying the, <laughs> the, um, the chickens, the chap selling them told us that you get different coloured eggs and you can tell the colour of the eggs by the colour of the ears. We were convinced that he was winding it up. <laughs> it does sound a bit like one of the. Right. <laughs> you've talked about the um, sort of the Wedgwood yep. blue egg. Well, that's from Tilly there. Yeah. And if you just look on the side of her head, yeah. can you see the colour of her ears? Oh, that's true. How bizarre. So
0: this chicken actually has. I've never noticed. Have I ever looked after her while you've been yeah. away when she's been here?
3: She's, yes. yeah because she's one of the first ones
0: we got, and I
4: never noticed i'm sorry that she had blue <laughs> ears. <Yeah. laughs> how bizarre <laughs> so there we go. and we had another one that was slightly different color as well and um Originally, and yeah, it matched the egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. matched the egg. Yeah. If you really checked, you could actually see the different shades of the other ones. How even though they're different, but see every egg is a slightly different shade, and they're consistently the same.
0: <laughs> I'm sure that there's some scientists somewhere looking into that actually. they believed it though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, another thing that you said that, uh, that uh, I forgot to ask Mims about: Do you have any problems, uh, any pests or diseases that you need to keep an eye on if you if you're keeping chickens? <laughs> Because you have got to keep them. They are they are your 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 kith and kin, aren't they?
4: They're, they're, you, there's daily attention. You've you, got to check them daily. You know, make sure they're fed and watered and everything else. Yeah. But The biggest risk is is red mite. And what is that? A tiny. I mean, literally size of a pinhead mm. mites um, that will get into the coop and basically they'll infest the, the back end of the chickens. Right. And um, and ultimately they'll cause so much distress that they'll you know oh, that'll be the end really of the. end of them they're tiny little blood sucking parasites um, horrible little beasties by the sound of it absolutely so you know you've got to check the girls and make sure that there's no sign but more so um you've got to keep your coop really really clean and there's we use a spray yeah so every week we give it a spray yeah They, they, they go in the little gaps and holes and anywhere so we spray all of those once a week yeah and then all the bedding gets covered in um earth um Echinaceous, no diatomaceous, not, diatomaceous, earth, earth. diatomaceous yeah, earth, whatever that is. Yeah, yeah. So we sprinkle that across all the bedding. Yeah. So when they're they're um, they're in there, yeah. they're getting that powder coating as well. To and that sort of
0: uh, prevents the
4: mites. It doesn't do yeah. the mites any good, basically, exactly. does it? Yeah. That sort of so stuff, So it prevents the mites and it helps yeah. keep yeah. them free of them. Yeah. So it's just a case of having a routine that you you consistently do it. If you miss yeah. it and they get in there, that's yeah. a huge job. Then. Yeah. You because they are your
0: responsibility, aren't yes. they? Yeah. You've yeah. got to keep yeah. them happy and healthy and they're certainly very happy and healthy at the moment they're all scratching around this yeah. uh apple tree uh, one of them's having a good old pecker to fall there on on the uh, on the floor as well uh, not letting any of the others near it i noticed yes yeah, she's keeping it all to herself that one is not she is she the boss <laughs> No. Uh, no, she's not actually. Ginger's the boss. That one. Oh righty ho, yeah. 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 Oh well, he. What's she gone for? A bit. There's a bit of cauliflower is there over there, was well, Maybe she's going
3: to the dust bath. They've got a little
0: dust bath in there. Oh, these like sound like pampered chicks these days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dust baths, dusting of diatomaceous yeah. earth. Oh God, you oh, name it, course. they're getting it here. <laughs> righty ho. All right. Well, I hope your carbonara is uh, oh, yes. done justice, so or does the, does the does the eggs justice tomorrow and. Thank you for talking to us. thank you. Thank you. Now come on, if Monty Don can do it, then so can we. So here's a reminder of a few jobs and things that you could be getting on with over the next few weeks down on your plot. Uh, So we're on plot 3A at Spring Lane, which is our plot, which if you didn't know, unbelievably is actually outside our garden gate we're very lucky we're very close to our plot and I'm here with Chris Uh, so Chris the job that he's doing on the plot uh, at the moment is cutting back summer fruiting raspberries
5: yes if you haven't cut them back already this is the time to be doing it so you could have autumn fruiting raspberries or summer fruiting raspberries what about if you're
0: you're taking a plot on at the moment how, how would you know which one you've got to start off with
5: well if you've got autumn fruiting raspberries in October then uh, you'd be having fruit on them still uh, if they're summer fruiting raspberries then they would have finished in June and you will have new shoots coming up from the ground as well as the old shoots which have fruited so you want to remove the old shoots with the old spent uh, flower uh, fruit stems on them.
0: Right so how do you go about doing that can you describe it? Uh,
5: Uh, So you want to cut them off at about 2 inches or 5 centimeters from the ground level, Uh, pull them out and then you want to tie in the new ones. Which look much greener don't they, the new ones. Yeah they look uh, lime green whereas the other ones are, the old ones are tea coloured. And the canes that you've pulled out, you can use them for, keep them and use them as um, pea sticks next year.
0: What about composting would you bother composting them or are they a bit woody?
5: No you can't compost them because uh, they're too they're too woody. Mm -hmm. Champion.
1: I'm preparing the soil ready to put start putting seeds and uh, plants in for the autumn you know for like the broad beans I do those in October usually but haven't got any at the moment. To grow them and then I'll put them in the allotment in October so that after Christmas, not long after, I'll get some broad
0: beans.
5: Carrying on weeding basically. Weed, weed, weed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all there is to do. Are you thinking of uh, putting anything into the ground over the winter, like? Only maybe some beans uh,
5: and uh, probably some garlic.
0: Well, that's it for this issue of the Catapod, folks. I hope you've enjoyed it. uh, And I hope that you'll come back next time when we're going to be hearing all about apples and getting all malus domestica, if you'll pardon my Yorkshire. Cheerio!